Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am feeling old today, Kyle. Let me explain <laughs> why. <laughs> please, please do. My oldest granddaughter just had her second anniversary. Oh, wow. Your so, oldest granddaughter's been married for two years. Right. So not only are you feeling old, Jeff. I am old. You are old. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know, there's some dirt out there that hadn't even created when I was born. You are going to have great grandkids before you know it. I will. How many grandkids do you have now? Well, we have 11 grand, or 12. Well, there's 11 now and 12 on the 12th on the way. One, so. one on the way. Wow. Well, that is awesome. Family's most important. It is. And uh, you've certainly got that in spades. Yes, so congratulations. Do. That's well, awesome. And you have something to look forward to because your daughter's getting married My this week. My daughter's getting married this, married this weekend, and we're excited about that and uh, looking forward to the addition to our family as well. Yeah, but don't expect grandchildren for a couple of years. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. How are you doing, Kyle? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Right. I'm good. So, hey, on this show, yes. as you well know, we talk about a wide variety of health and wellness topics. Wide, wide variety. We talk about diet. We talk about exercise. Stretching. <sighs> we talk about stretching every once in a while. We talk about the importance of sleep. Yes, we do. That's a regular topic. Uh, we talk about um, a, lot of, a lot of different things. But today, Jeff, I want to talk about the social aspect of health and wellness. Well, and there is one. There, absolutely, there is. Yeah, I, I found an article in Shape Magazine written by Rachel Schultz. About the importance of friends and even how to make them as an adult, which is a little different. In some, in some ways, it's a little bit different than yeah. when you're a, a kindergartner, but really, it's all the same. So did she write this article by herself or did she write it with her friends? I think she wrote this one alone, but oh. probably had a, a friend review okay. it for her. Okay. I'm guessing. I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I think you can chalk it up to a number of things, including yes. social media. But the fact is... of Americans feel like they lack companionship or meaningful relationships and that they're isolated from others. 40% of Americans. I can see that. Even with all the social media out there, it doesn't still doesn't feel the need of having somebody standing next to you. You don't feel quite as connected, right? In, In a lot of ways. So anyway, whatever the cause is, there's a lot of lonely people out there. And feeling lonely is kind of a big deal. That's according to Julianne Holt Lundstad who is a professor of psychology and neuroscience at Brigham Young University. She also happens to be one of the foremost researchers in social relationships, and she says that loneliness gets a lot of attention for how it affects our emotions and our quality of life, but you can't ignore the very strong effects that it has on your physical health as well. Oh, it's true. It's true. So research shows that skimping on social connections can damage everything from your sleep quality Mm -hmm. to your cognitive function to actually increasing your chances of dying. I can actually see all of those. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's something that we don't talk a lot about in those terms, but there are some significant health benefits to being connected socially and also some, some downsides if you're not connected. Uh, incidentally, they found that postmenopausal women with a strong social support system were significantly less likely to die from cardiovascular disease. Wow. Um, which, you know, you, you think having a friend shouldn't mean that much to no. your heart health, but it actually it really does. does. It, does, it yeah. actually does. So perhaps even more surprisingly, a 2015 meta-analysis from Holt Lundstad's team found that feeling lonely can be just as, if not more influential on one's health and mortality risk as major killers like smoking, obesity, alcohol abuse, and exercise. So it's important wow. that we're, fit, yeah, that we're uh, socially it connecting is. with people. It is. So, so the question is, Jeff, why are relationships so crucial to our health? 
And for one thing, the people around you influence your behaviors. That's true. Uh, everything from smoking to eating more vegetables. If your friends have healthy habits, you're more likely to have healthy, healthy habits. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. And of course, the opposite is true. If your friends have unhealthy habits, you have a tendency to have those as well. But here's the bottom line. And this is, again, according to Holt Lundstad from BYU. She says, we need to consider being socially active to be just as important as being physically active to one's health. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, luckily, Jeff, you don't need to have a whole squad of people to combat unwanted oh, no. solitude. Nope. Holt Lundstad points out that loneliness is defined as the discrepancy between your actual level of social connection and your desired level of social connection. So that means that if you feel supported and loved by just a couple of close friends, then you're doing fine. You don't have to go right. out and round up a bunch of people. But being socially connected is important. Yep. So what I wanted to do uh, today is talk about a couple of ways that you can actually connect socially and find friends as a grown-up. Cool. You ready? I am. I hope one's going to include the Huntsman Rolls in your games. Well, actually, I think a couple of them are going to include oh, the cool. Huntsman Rolls in your games. So the first, <laughs> the first one, ways to find friends, is to volunteer. That is a great way. Now, we don't have to go, we don't have time to go into all the health benefits of volunteering, but according to the Mayo Clinic, they have done some research, right? They've done some research. Uh, that there are many, many health benefits, and they include a decrease in the risk of depression. Volunteering gives a sense of purpose and teaches valuable skills. They found that volunteering helps people stay physically and mentally active. Volunteering may also reduce stress levels in our lives, and volunteering can even help you live longer. Volunteering also helps you meet others and develop new relationships. That's true. So in any community around the world, there are volunteer opportunities. You can find a soup kitchen. You can volunteer to read at your kids' elementary schools or even just one in your neighborhood. If you don't have kids at home anymore, you can be a greeter at a hospital. There's lots and lots of ways to get connected. And and one for every person, for every physical need, every physical ability, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you're really stumped and can't find one, there is a website out there called justserve.org. It's a website that connects volunteers with projects and organizations that need volunteers. That's right. And that is a national... A website. So. Yeah, yeah, justserve.org. Check it out. Number two, forego your solo workout in favor of group classes and then go consistently. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you go to a group class once and then you never go again, it makes it harder to fi- find friends, right? Or if you sign up for the gym and you don't ever go inside. And you don't you ever go yeah. inside, yeah. Right. So when you see the th- same faces, it becomes easier to make offhanded conversation about the small stuff that you may have in common, such as ice cream. Mm-hmm. art, <laughs> wanting to try happy hour at the new spot in the neighborhood, whatever it is. And Jeff, I'm also a big believer that there is really a welding bond that forms from shared suffering. Uh, well, I think you're so right. <laughs> when you work out together, there's something that connects you, right? Well, you know, and also like I, I, I go out for my walks early in the morning. Yeah. But there's certain faces that I'm used to seeing out there on my walks. And we always hello, say hello to each other, greet each other. And it's like, if you don't see them one day, you wonder what's wrong with them, what's going on. So even just, just passing in the night, as it were. And Holt, Holt Lundstad has done you know, a lot of research on this, and she has found that, yes, having good, strong, close, personal friendships are very important, but even those kinds of just minimal social interactions where you say hello to the mailman can really go a long way in helping you have better health. That's why my health is so good, because I say hi to those people in the dark. <laughs> so the last one, Jeff, that I want to talk about, ways to make friends, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to hum- humbly submit that participating so in the Husband World Senior Games <laughs> might be a way to make friends as well. Sure. How, how many times do we hear in in 
a given month or a given week even from our athletes how they just feel like coming to the games, being a part of the games is like a giant family reunion. But they always add the caveat with people you want to be hanging out with. With people that you want to hang out with. But we hear that all we the do. time. We hear about the friendship. We hear about the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Of course, the competition is an important aspect. Uh, nobody's mm-hmm. discounting that at all. But the opportunity to get together and to be together and then look forward to seeing each other once again every mm-hmm. year in October in St. George, Utah, at the Huntsman World Senior Games goes a long way it does. to creating friendships and all of the health benefits that go along with those friendships. You can't argue with the Mayo Clinic. You can't argue with the Mayo Clinic or the research that's coming no, out of BYU. There's that's a lot true. of interesting and good stuff there. So anyway, something to think about, my good friend, Jeff. It is. My good friend, Kyle. You see what I did there? I did. I picked right up on it. I picked right up on it. <laughs> Today's guest is Ryan Otterson. Our He's good friend, Ryan. Our good friend. Good Hello. friend, Ryan. He's an exercise physiologist at the Live Well Center at Dixie Regional Medical Center. Ryan is currently working on his master's degree in sports science from Southern Utah University. He's also a certified strength and conditioning specialist and is a weightlifting coach with a club here in St. George, Utah, the only club of its kind in the area. And uh, Ryan's a return guest, and we're glad to have you back. Hey, nice to be back. We uh, we appreciate you uh, taking time to to come and visit with us, and we're excited to to chat with you. Now, I know Ryan, we weren't going to talk about for about friends and the health benefits right. of friends, but as someone who's in the health and wellness industry, what's your take on the, on what we just talked about? Yeah, listening to you two talk about the so- social aspect of fitness really reminded me. Um, one of the big draws of our program at the Livewell Center is that we do have fitness classes, and uh, as people join the classes together, not only do they stick to the program better right. and actually work out, but yeah, they, they make friends and, and build those and relationships. And strengthen uh, existing relationships exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've been into the Livewell Center uh, a few times, but, it, but, it, but, but wherever it is, you know, the, you go to your gym, um, go to your local YMCA, wherever it is, you see that kind of interaction happening where people are physically engaged, you see the same kind of emotional right. response with the relationships as well. And I think it's great. And and again, like oh, we is. just said, Jeff, the, the Huntsman World Senior Games provides that mm-hmm. in so many ways for our athletes. So uh, anyway, today with Ryan, we're going to talk a little bit about strength training and, and how important that is and uh, some of the services that he's involved with as well. So uh, let's just jump right into it. You, you've been working with the Live Well Center for... About three years. Correct. And uh, what are the, some of the things that you've learned with your time there and with, with the study and research that you're doing about strength training and, and how important that is? Yeah. Um, when I started uh, in this industry, um, my first interest was athletes. You know, That's why I'm a strength and conditioning coach. That's why I, I teach the weightlifting classes. Um, working at the Livewell Center, I, my eyes were open to working with the uh, – Older population, yeah, for lack of yeah. a better term. No, I'm older. Right. You can see older. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Um, so one of the things that I noticed working there, or I have noticed, is how much strength training is lacking in people's uh, routines. You know, yeah. they come in for assessments. And I think I've spoke on this before, but the, the biggest thing I see missing from people's fitness routine is that strength training. Um, and it leads to a whole host of problems, you know, muscle loss, balance problems, bone. Skeletal problems. Yes, yeah, exactly. All kinds of things. And and I am I am confident that you see that in an aging population. I yes. know that that is present there. But, boy, it's, it's kind of present across the board, it really. really. Is. I mean, there are obviously exceptions in every group and in every, at every level. There are people who 
get it and they understand the importance of it and, and get after it and, and lift the weights and do the resistance training. But there are a lot of people, young and old, that don't know the benefits right. of it. Even people who maybe, are, you know, do other things mm-hmm. uh, don't know or see or understand the benefits of strength training. Yeah, I'd say strength training plays a role in almost any physical activity you do. And uh, you might have an active hobby, hiking or swimming or whatever it is, uh, some other sport. But if you're not supplementing that um, activity with with the resistance training, strength training, then I think you're missing a big piece of the fitness puzzle. And we've talked a number of times on the show about the importance of resistance training and uh, weightlifting and some of the many, many surprising benefits that come from that. Um, But what are some of the things that you're seeing, Ryan? What do you see in that area uh, that that you're just watching people, um, maybe for the first time ever, uh, get into strength training and and see the benefits? Well, starting with the basics, I mean, you're going to see a better muscle tone. Um, We've seen some people in the osteopenia uh, uh, diagnosis actually reverse that to have no um, osteopenia whatsoever. So, so define that for us. Uh, so, osteopenia is basically the step before osteoporosis, okay. which is when your bones are starting to to starting go to weaken, away, weaken and yes. become brittle. Exactly. So, osteopenia is kind of your warning sign to, yeah. to do something about it. So, I think that's worth emphasizing. You're saying that you have people come into your center that are just just one step before osteoporosis, which we all are familiar with and right. know, know that word, and we know that's a bad thing, and they get into lifting weights and doing some resistance training, whatever that looks like, whether that's bands right. or, all or whatever it is. There's, there's a wide do. wide variety of ways to get involved in resistance training, um, but you're seeing that, that those effects are reversing. Correct, yes. Which is incredible. Oh, yeah. Our bodies are amazing, aren't they? Yes. They're absolutely amazing. They and truly if, are. And if you're, uh, especially if you're a woman and you're um, you know, starting to, to add some years to your life and some experience and, and some, some joys yeah, and, experience. and good things as well. But if you're getting older, uh, osteoporosis has to be something that's on your mind. And weight training, resistance training is something that re- reduces and even reverses the effects. Yes. So not only will it um, strengthen your body to be able to withstand, um, you know, falls or if that were to happen, a fall where normally it might cause some real damage, especially to the bone, you know, hip breaks and leg breaks and things like that. Um, So not only are you strengthening the body to resist that, but the strength training has an effect on your balance as well. So you kind of prevent falling in the first place. In the first place. Which is very important. Which is great. I mean, really, I I get... kind of excited about this topic as you you may tell but i I think it's great and i think that it's also so um it poorly understood i think that there's there's uh some misunderstandings and and maybe even um uh an aversion to strength training for some reason yeah but we got to get that word out there ryan yeah we got to let people know this is a good thing so i have one very important question ryan does pushing out of your bed count as resistance training because you're resisting the mattress <laughs> if you were to do it you know maybe a thousand times oh. perhaps <laughs> so just once the morning doesn't count <laughs> you're listening to the huntsman world senior games active life and we're visiting with exercise physiologist ryan otterson today we're talking a little bit about strength training resistance training and the importance of that in an overall health and wellness plan uh, let's talk a little bit, Ryan, about the types of resistance training that we ought to be looking at. What, what should we be What should we be looking at? Yeah, um, most of the exercises I start people with, uh, depending on their fitness level, are body weight based. And okay. 
I so those are accessible to anybody. Yes. I think a lot of people, when they, when they think of strength training, they immediately assume they're going to be lifting heavy weights and you know, that well, intimidation well, some of us body weight is heavy weight. <laughs> that is, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, but anything that's challenging your muscles, that's causing them to produce that tension on your bones and joints, is it could be considered strength training, resistance training. So the body weight is a good place to start. And give give us some examples of body weight exercises. Yeah, um, you know, depending on your fitness level, uh, sitting down to a chair and standing back up that that could be an exercise. Simple thing to exactly. do. Again, accessible to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Push ups, and we can modify those to be done on a counter um, or something else, or from the knees. You know, to make it a little bit easier. Sure. Well, even even helpful. against the wall. Yes. Uh-huh. Again, depending on where you're starting out. Um, if, if it's something that you have not been engaged in or involved in, exactly. there's a level where you can actually begin. You don't, you don't have to have that, that gym intimidation, that, no. that concept of, oh, uh, you know, I go into the gym and I see all these heavy bodybuilders that are bench pressing mm-hmm. all this weight and I just, that's not me. I don't want to do it. I think that keeps it. people from I doing strength does. training a lot of times. Yeah. But there are simple, basic things that anyone can do, even from home, yes. that could be considered resistance training. And that we ought to, you know, take a look at, a serious look at. Um, so you mentioned, um, you know, just standing as sim- simple as standing up and down in a chair yeah. multiple times, uh, push-ups against the wall, against a countertop, against a table. Pushing away from your mattress. Pushing away times. from your mattress <laughs> right. at least a thousand multiple times. times. <laughs> at least a thousand times. Um, push-ups on the floor. A um, couple of other things. What are some other uh, things that people can look at? Lunges or kneeling to the ground okay. and standing back up. That's That's a good one. Great, great options. Stairs. There's, I mean, the list is endless. Anything you could move your body and you could technically put resistance to yeah, it. So. Yeah. And then even things at home like lifting soup cans or yeah. gallons of milk. That's, a, that's or, a low start, but it is a start for yeah, some people. And yeah. We would, uh, you know, eventually progress you to doing more. That's the plan. So let's talk about uh, maybe those that aren't just at that beginning phase that maybe have some muscle tone or, or at least some strength, um, you know, for, for whatever reason, whether they've been active their whole life or just naturally have some strength, what, right. what's the next level maybe? Um, well, that's where proper progression of uh, your strength training program comes in. And that's where people like me can help. Uh, I think a lot of those who are strong already or have, who, who have done exercise programs on their own may get stuck at some point. Yeah, it'll um, plateau. Yeah, they'll plateau. They won't progress anymore. Uh, and if you don't change things up, not only change the exercises you're doing, but try to increase the resistance, um, then you're not going to progress anymore. And so what are some of the exercises that are maybe a step up from some of the body weight things yeah. that we ought to take a look at? So I mentioned the sit to stand where you sit down on a chair and stand back up. Sure. What I like to do with a lot of the clients that start there is... After a few weeks, I lower the chair they're sitting to. So, you know, most chairs aren't low enough. I so make you're going them sit lower, to a, yeah. a little bench. Um, and then after that, I take the bench away and make them sit down to the air, basically, but the same depth. And uh, that's quite a bit more challenging. Yeah. And you can add weight from there. So d- or, even or just holding them in your yeah, hand? Or, 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 yeah, you can hold bands. Um, you can hold dumbbells. Uh, heaven forbid you go to the gym and put a bar on your back. That's one way I like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would have thought that that would be an option right, in resistance lifter, training, right? right? <laughs> right? 
So uh, talk a little bit about high-intensity interval training. We, I know that that's a, kind of a, a combination of cardio and strength training, but what is it and right. what do you see as either the, the pros or cons of that? I think most people have heard of high-intensity interval training. Uh, oftentimes it's called HIT training. HIT training. Um, basically, it's short bursts of intense uh, anaerobic activity uh, interspersed with rest periods. So maybe, for an example... If you were on an elliptical bike, most people have used one of those, you uh, pedal as hard as you can for 30 seconds. You get really tired, yeah. you stop, and you rest for 30 seconds. And then you do it again, and you go that on-off, on-off um, interval for however long you can handle. And it, it's shown to really increase strength, um, but also to improve your VO2, which is a measure of how well your heart and lungs use oxygen. So it can, it can p- provide a really big boost to your uh, cardiovascular health. In a short time. So what are some of the things, Ryan, that people get wrong when it comes to resistance training? What are they doing wrong or what, do, what are some misunderstandings out well, there? Well, first thing would be form. You know, people often have very poor form. It's hard to see yourself. Yeah. Unless you were to, to record yourself doing the exercise, it's hard to know if you're doing it wrong. Um, or had a big wall with a mirror on it. Yeah, yeah. Some people avoid looking at the mirror. <laughs> uh, and then second would be not knowing how to make it harder. You know, they usually just go too easy on themselves, especially if they're training by themselves, where they say, you yeah, know, I did enough and mm, no, no progress is being made. They're not being pushed. And so we know that there are resources here locally in our community in St. George. The Live Well Center uh, is certainly one of those where you work, Ryan. If you're not from the area, we have listeners that are from outside of the area, what do you recommend to them as far as getting into resistance training to experience some of these great benefits? Well, I would say come into the Live Well Center. Yeah. We, we do assessments on your fitness and health, and uh, from there we recommend uh, exercise programming. Um, and we do have classes such as our Live Fit class and our Live Fit Plus class where depending on your level of fitness, you can get a, a great workout and a personalized workout from a trainer like myself. And if you don't live in St. George, um, you're recommending that maybe you do find a personal trainer, if for no other reason than to just help you with that form. Oh, yes. That would be... How many injuries do you see from people who are doing it wrong? Um, a lot. I mean, yeah. you'll you'll hear it all the time. So the circle I run with, I'm a weightlifter and I attend the, the gyms that people are intimidated by <laughs> and <laughs> right. I get to meet my fair share of uh, meatheads for lack of a right, better term. Right. And uh, you'll hear about all these excuses why they can't do a certain exercise. Oh, my knee hurts, my back hurts, I did this last week, you know. Um, so it, a lot of times it comes down to doing either too much or with too much with the wrong form. Poor technique. Yeah. Poor technique can go uh, a long ways to creating Problems. some of the, really offsetting some of the benefits that come. Oh, yeah. So you want to make sure that as you approach this, that you do it the right way and try to get the right help um, along the way through through a personal trainer or um, what's your take on like YouTube videos? Is, is that helpful? You know, I've or? used them myself. Yeah. Yeah. They are helpful. But again, it's hard to, to see yourself. Yes. See yourself. So well, shouldn't you be making them? Uh, yeah, you're right. I should be. <laughs> So we've only got about 30 seconds. I want to talk very briefly about uh, your experience with the weightlifting club and some of the successes maybe that you've had. Yeah, so I am an amateur competitor myself, and uh, me and another gentleman named Ryan Dana are uh, coaches of this weightlifting club here in St. George, and we started about last year. Um, We're the only weightlifting club in southern Utah. 
we had both been going to competitions and uh, we worked at uh, worked out at CrossFit Zion and we decided to start our own barbell club and so now we've got a team of 10 where we find competitions in state out of state and go together and and get people stronger and better and another way to create that social oh, interaction yeah, that, that social we talked about way to bring it back around at the Kyle. beginning of the show <laughs> he's good well ryan thank you very much we appreciate your time and uh, look forward to having you back sometime awesome thank you so jeff yes sir registration for the huntsman world senior games is open boy is it it opened on march 1st just a few days ago and we already have almost 1500 athletes Isn't registered. That amazing so if you're interested in being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games, and we hope that you're interested. For the social benefits alone. Yeah, there's so many benefits. Uh, come and be a part of it this year. Put it on your calendar and use that motivation to help you really live the active life this year. It's very easy to get registered. All you got to do is visit SeniorGames.net and click on the register button. And the process is very simple. It's fast. It's secure. And before you know it, you'll be ready to become one of our more than 11,000 athletes who will compete this year. 11,000. And Jeff, the dates for the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games are October 7th through the 19th. So put that on your calendar as well and get ready for it. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And you can subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Our inspirational quote for the day, Jeff, is from Ken Clover. He says, you are better than you think you are, and you can do more than you think you can. That's right. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.